Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our study of the book of Jude with verses 17 through 20. Jude is a warning to the church against certain ungodly persons who creep into the church unnoticed. These people infiltrate the body of Christ and can inflict tremendous damage. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he presents today's portion of this week's message entitled, But You, Beloved. What a glorious time to be together. Always is when we are with uh, the Lord's people in our gatherings together. When an unexpected and unwanted bug visited me last weekend, I really missed being here uh, with you. Uh, I was also truly rejoicing for having Scott Basolo in our midst, and as we were sharing Jude, and I threw in the towel Saturday afternoon, he said, well, I'm almost done, I can finish up, and I'll just do part seven, and you can come back and do part six, so uh, thank you, Scott. And then he was rewarded with COVID-19. Scott, uh, we miss you, and uh, please please get well. We look forward to having you uh, back with us. Well, since I couldn't be here with you last Lord's Day... Um, Marcia and I watched the live stream of the service, and if you've had a chance to do that, you know what a bittersweet experience it is. It's really sweet to be able to look in and say, ah, yeah, that's, that's home, that's where I belong, and, but it's really bitter at the same time to, to not be here in person. Well, we um, uh, got ready for church, which means moved from one chair to another, and uh, for over an hour before our live stream began, out of curiosity, I did something that I can almost never do. I watched on television parts of many Sunday morning broadcasts of church services and other so-called Christian programs. Uh, I wasn't thinking about it when I did that. It was purely curiosity. And then I realized that was like intensive review for the book on apostasy. Uh, there was not one of any of the maybe 10 programs that I happened to sample that I could ever recommend that you watch. Um, there are some, there, there are a few, but when we read in Jude that certain persons have crept in unnoticed, we know we're reading about Jude's time, um, you know, after the tail end of the apostolic era in the first century. And, and if Jude were to send us an update today, I think he would say they've crept in unnoticed and they love to use television and the internet. Uh, what a relief when we finally got to watch the service of Heritage Bible Church and hear someone open God's Word and uh, expound upon it. Now, as you know, it, it wasn't our plan for me to preach the final installment of our series on Jude, but that's how it worked out. So even though you've heard the marvelous end of this book, so enriching and encouraging and convicting and uplifting all at once. Um, we're going to fill in 
the missing piece today, officially verses 17 through 20. And with that in mind, and especially since it worked out that I get to do the the wrap-up to this seven-part series, I want to take the wide-angle view of the book of Jude. So I'm going to give you an outline that covers the entire book. And I'm just, I almost giggle at my first point here, that I got a chance to say this in public. Verses 1 through 16 is about the creepy ones. And then starting in verse 17, but you, beloved... And again in verse 20, but you, beloved. Now, you know, Jude told us why he wrote this letter. It's in verse 3. Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you, appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. Now, typically, we say that Jude started out to write on one subject, and he changed subjects. He was going to write a sweet little letter about our our common salvation, but he changed the subject entirely. Well, the text does say that something changed uh, along the way, but on further review, I don't think Jude switched topics, because he did write about our common salvation. He said right in the first verse, he's writing to those who are the called, beloved of, in God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. He is writing to people about our common salvation. But um, when we conclude this book, you or concluded this book last week, you saw how powerfully he encourages us and exhorts us to spread the news of salvation. And he even mentions that our purpose on earth now, before Jesus comes, is to have mercy on people and to save people, even snatching them out of the fire. He is talking about our common salvation. But what he meant in verse 3 is that part of accurately understanding our common salvation is understanding that this sweet, pure, wonderful fellowship of the body of Christ that we enjoy is constantly under assault. We can only be what God intends us to be as a church if we contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. So you know what he said next, and it's um, where I get my first point of my outline. Verse 4, for certain persons have crept in unnoticed, those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. You see, friends, always, wherever Jesus is building His church and and gathering believers together into local spiritual families we call local churches, wherever that happens, Satan attacks. And His primary attack comes through infiltrators. It's just exactly as Jesus described in that parable of the the wheat and the tares, where the the farmer sows good wheat, good seed, and then an enemy comes along and sows a seed that while it's growing, it looks just like the tares, and you can't tell for sure until the end. The infiltrators look and talk and act like Christians, but they're phonies. Satan's deception is so skillful that most of his dupes have no idea of their true spiritual condition. These people have crept in unnoticed. That's where I take the license to call them 
the creepy ones because they come creeping in. Now, our passage for today is the the turning point in this letter, but I want you to see that turning point by seeing what comes before it. There are at least seven references to the creepy ones, and there are more than a dozen descriptions of them. There are actually, if you count all the pronouns that refer back to them, there are more than seven, but I've picked out the seven that add to the composite description of these ones. Um, and hence the creepy ones. Follow along. I'm going to show you these seven references. Reference number one, you already saw it in verse four, those certain persons. And it tells us there two things about them. They've crept in unnoticed. No one ever shows up at any church and says, I'm here to cause trouble. No, they they look good. They they, they know the right words to say. They, They sound good. They act nice. The second thing we know about them is that they were long before marked out uh, for this condemnation. That refers to the fact that God has never been secretive about what happens to people who oppose Him long beforehand. said, if you come and cause trouble with God's people, here's what's going to happen to you. Reference number two is also in verse four where they are called ungodly persons. And He told us two more things about them there. They turn the grace of our God into licentiousness. That means they tend to excuse themselves for ignoring God's morality and overemphasizing His grace. We can do whatever we want to because we're forgiven. And secondly, in that verse it says, they deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. They want to uh, avoid the uncomfortable reality that The truth of the gospel is divisive. It's very narrow-minded that Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. Some people don't like that. They want to mix in whatever else suits their fancy. A few weeks ago, after the uh, first service, um, a man came up, and uh, we were talking. We talked on many occasions, and he proposed to me an interpretation of something that Jesus said that's recorded in the Gospels. And uh, I told him that um, I I get what you're saying, but the meaning that he was giving to that verse uh, wasn't possible according to the Greek, or even the English for that matter. It's not that there's a, a translation problem. And when I said that, he became quite agitated. And so I explained to him, we need to understand that there is only one correct meaning of any passage of the Bible. It's what the original writer, in his vocabulary, in his place, in his time, was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write to his original readers and what he expected them to understand in that grammatical and historical context. That's the one correct meaning, and we have to sometimes work a little bit to make sure we know what that meaning is. And when I said that, he raised his voice and said, Oh, you're an expert, are you? About that loud. And uh, I explained, well, I'm telling you that is what the Greek says. And yeah, I do know it. But anybody else can verify what I said. And so I went on to explain, thought this would settle things down, that if we have different interpretations of a passage, then either I'm right and you're wrong, or you're right and I'm wrong, or we're both wrong. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.